Oh, hey, welcome to the Love Buzz podcast, a place where we talk about all things love, relationships, weddings, marriage, and everything that comes along with being in that love buzz feeling. The good, the bad, the awkward and hilarious, and everything in between. I'm your host, Claire Mick from Ceremonies by Claire. I'm a marriage celebrant, MC, and lover of love and banter. Think of me as your hype girl, your sidekick, here to bring you the tips, tricks and stories to both entertain you and help you as you plan your wedding and your relationship beyond the I do's. I'm so excited you're here, so grab a drink, come hang with me and let's get buzzed. Hello everyone and welcome to the Love Buzz podcast. Today I'm joined by the lovely Larissa, who is a fellow celebrant who I immediately bonded with over a love of Taylor Swift, of course. You may know her as Love by Larissa. She is one of my faves, an all-round legend. So Larissa, a huge welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. Now, before we get into today's juicy topic, a little icebreaker I would like to test out and I haven't actually let Larissa know about this. So, would you rather, and don't worry, it's gonna be PG, would you rather not be able to talk to anyone for a whole month, or you can talk to people for the whole month, but anyone you talk to finishes their sentence halfway or on a cliffhanger and then leaves? Oh no, I'd rather silence for a month. Love it. I think I would yeah. have to talk to people because even though that would be so frustrating, I feel like I would get like super depressed if I just didn't talk to anyone for a whole month. <laughs> I feel like I would just whip out the whiteboard and start communicating in another way, you know? <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> Perfect. No, good to know. Good to know. Uh, all right. Now we have that big question answered. Uh, can you mm-hmm. tell us a bit about yourself, what Love by Larissa is all about, why you became a celebrant and what you love about it, all of that good stuff? Sure. So I am currently in my second year of business. Um, Love by Larissa kind of began from thoughts of becoming a celebrant since I was like 15 or 16 years old. I used to be in school and I never knew what I wanted to do when I, you know, graduated or got older. Um, but I always used to make the offhanded joke of like, I'll just marry people. Like that could just be my thing. Cause I was kind of a bit of a matchmaker. I was always obsessed with love, even though I didn't actually have any boyfriends or, you know, (laughs) look, what can I say? The Taylor Swift songs always hit. The lyrics always hit, even though I was completely single. That's fine. (laughs) Staring out the window in the rain, singing along. (laughs) Oh, you know it. You know it, 100%. So when I um, got a little bit older and I was working full time, I was just finding that I wasn't finding much joy from what I was doing every day. It was just monotonous and I didn't really feel um, rewarded when I left. Um, And I still was thinking about becoming a celebrant every day. I went into university and I was studying uh, journalism and creativity degree. And while I was sitting in class, I was still feeling like, no, this isn't it. And I was researching the Celebrant course. So I dove straight into that and then started Love by Larissa, which I was afraid nobody would want to book me because I was 25 at the time. And I thought maybe that was a little bit young. But I got married myself in 2021 to my husband, Michael, and 
it was all just the right time. And I felt like because I had gotten married myself, I could now relate on a different level to couples and what they were actually experiencing and going through. So that's my little gist. I do ceremonies that are similar to yours in the sense of lighthearted, a bit of fun, and of course, romantic and meaningful. Love it. No, that's um, that's beautiful. And I love that we do have a similar style and we definitely refer couples to each other quite a lot if we are booked out. Uh, I definitely have a few bookings to thank you. So thanks again for that. Likewise. <laughs> Uh, amazing. And so today, so I have to share a memory that just popped up when you mentioned your lovely husband, Michael, uh, and obviously related to Taylor Swift as well, because it's us. He picked us up from a celebrant gals night, um, bit boozy, and we made him play the all too well 10 minute version on the way home, which at the time didn't know all the, the words to because it was new and um yeah for him having to listen to us seeing that he was a great sport though <laughs> so shout out to Michael yeah we love him for that um <laughs> to be honest it's nothing out of his daily reality of living with me it's just he didn't realize um that it wasn't just me that was obsessed so, <laughs> so bringing him into the real world of of the love for Taylor love it perfect now we are talking about a potentially sensitive topic today was all around family and their involvement in, you know, the couple's wedding, their solicited and their unsolicited advice, uh, guest list requests or demands. Um, and I thought we could just have a chat about all of those things, how to set boundaries. Um, and this is obviously coming from our experience as celebrants and also as people who have been married ourselves well are currently married I should say <laughs> sorry Nath. um but, but we've gone through you know all of that ourselves in planning our own weddings and we obviously get to witness so many behind the scenes things with our couples um so obviously first of all families are so excited that you know their kids or siblings or whoever it is are getting married which is beautiful but it can be overwhelming um, as they often have potentially different ideas about what the wedding should be, maybe to what they want it to be. So I guess straight off the bat, any, you know, what are your thoughts on that topic? Anything you wanted to dive into straight away? Yeah. So look, families are, everybody has different family dynamics and whether that's good or bad, it's all caught, it's all sort of brought up um, on the wedding day or in the lead up to the wedding you kind of don't really know how people truly feel until you start planning your wedding and then you realize the hurdles that you may have to jump over or the compromises that might have to be made so it can be a really stressful time especially for the couple because you find yourself within like almost a battle of what you want versus what you think you should do to keep everybody else happy and I'm sure you've come across that heaps with your couples as well. Yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> I think I think we both agree on kind of being champions for people wanting to get married in the way that they want to get married. Um, and I totally respect as well maybe incorporating things out of respect for your family or knowing that they will love it. But definitely I think don't purely do it just to please them if it doesn't really resonate with you as a couple absolutely so when my husband and I were married in 2021 um we definitely had to go through many many conversations about 
what we wanted versus what our families maybe wanted. Um, and it was really difficult. So to give a bit of context, uh, we decided to get married in the Swan Valley. That was always my dream. But Michael's family are actually Catholic. So they would have preferred that we got married in the church. Uh, and I used to joke to him all the time and I would say, like, if you want me to get married in a church, you better build it in the Swan Valley because that is where <laughs> I'm getting married. <laughs> um, but basically we had booked our wedding and we had had conversations with his family around maybe we could compromise and we could still use a priest. Um, there are some priests that are happy to come outside of the church to do wedding ceremonies. So that was kind of what we had settled on. We were having a priest to come out to Brooklyn Estate in the Swan Valley to marry us. And the closer that the wedding got, the more um, anxiety presented itself, mostly from my side. But I just had the realisation that, like, we weren't really being true and honest to ourselves about what we wanted and I wasn't 100% comfortable because I, oh, I should mention, I wasn't raised Catholic um, I'm not religious, so it was a compromise that I was trying to make to keep his family happy, which, you know, like I love and respect his family so much and the last thing that you want to do is disappoint anyone, but at the same time you have to get married in a way that you feel comfortable with and that you'll look back on in years to come and be like, oh, yeah, I love that. Not like, oh, I wish I didn't do that because I really didn't actually want to do that. So it was really tough, like, to kind of begin the conversations around how we were going to navigate that. Yeah, that must have been so difficult. And for for Michael, was he was it really important for him to get married in the church or was it, was it more because his family wanted it? So Michael went to um, a Catholic primary school. He was raised, you know, with Catholic values. He still loves Catholic values, but... His family, you know, they don't go to church every week. Um, they probably go to church more so for like weddings, funerals, baptisms, you know, like the big events. But he himself doesn't really, I don't know, like he, he would say like he believes in God, but he doesn't really follow the religion as such. Yeah. So for him, he would have been happy to do it outside of a church. But I guess as the wedding got closer, it was just sort of like, oh, I know how my whole family feels about this, um, especially his grandma, who we love and adore. Um, you know, she oh, no, no. she makes her, she makes her um, opinion quite clear and known that she would have liked us to get married in the church. Even to this day, she still oh, wow. thinks we're married. Um, <laughs> she's still waiting for the wedding. She oh, says, so um, <laughs> "Lighthearted, in a lighthearted way, we love her." But it, it was really tricky and. Another thing is that Michael's family are also Arabic. So his mum's side of the family are Palestinian and his dad's side of the family are Jordanian. So we were also navigating the fact that the priest that was coming to the wedding probably would be speaking Arabic for a lot of the ceremony, which I don't speak Arabic. So that was another thing that I was just like not comfortable with. Yeah, I knew my side of the family would have sat there and been like, what, this isn't, you know, this isn't um, kind of equal in the fact of they know that, one, I'm not religious, two, I'm not Arabic. Yeah. So 
it was just finding the balance though and it was really tricky but we did try hard to kind of include the traditions um from the culture that we loved so like at our reception we still had formal elements like we had like a cake dance at the beginning we were lifted on chairs we had lots of traditional music and drums and like we had the best party and our DJ DJ pause shout out <laughs> he was amazing at kind of making a mix of Arabic music and kind of more western music and we had the best time and we still involved things that were traditional to you know their culture yeah. without kind of oversaturating it to the point where it just didn't feel like authentic to us once again. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, you can still have the ceremony or say reception that you're wanting to have and incorporate elements that are meaningful. Um, it can kind yeah. of, yeah, give a nod to both cultures. Because that's the thing, like, especially when you both come from completely different cultures or upbringings, then to go full ham on one end then the other person can always feel like it's not really to do with them at all. <laughs> Definitely. And that was why it was really important, I think, that we still included those traditional elements. And we knew that it would be a conversation from the beginning when we got engaged, that we would have to kind of find a nice balance. Um, so at our engagement party, we had all Arabic food. We actually had the priest come along and he blessed our rings at our engagement party. Oh. Um, so you know, grandma was there. She got to see that. <laughs> Like, Grandma, um, that was the wedding. That was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really it was really important that we found a happy balance. But as well, we were really, really fortunate in the fact that all of our families were understanding. So my parents were very much like, you know, do what you want to do. You know, they're not too fast because, once again, we don't have those cultural or religious um, kind of, like, stipulations or expectations um, especially, you know, within a community, I can definitely understand how it can, can um, you know, impact a person. But we were really, really lucky that Michael's family were understanding and accommodating and put love and our love and what we wanted and what would make us both feel happy first. So they were really great. Um, That's so good to kind of allow that. Yeah. Because you yeah. do hear nightmare stories about, you know, family members that say you know if you're not going to have this then I'm not coming and things like yeah. that which kind of yeah is is really sad because you think it would be you know just about the couple um yeah. but if we talk about and I don't know if you had any input from the family in terms of like the guest list side of things <laughs> uh, oh yeah <laughs> oh yes <laughs> um so a few things I wanted to talk about here one I guess and also, you know, from what you've experienced, you know, things you hear from your couples. For one, do you think if the family are obviously contributing to the wedding, do you think that means they should get X amount of say? Um, and then also just regardless, do you think you should invite, you know, friends of your parents and that kind of thing? If I guess it depends on the relationship you have with the friends as well. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Um. I kind of feel conflicted on it just because at our wedding we had about 130 guests. Um, originally in my mind I would have liked like 40 maybe. Oh really? But <laughs> yeah, because in my mind I was like, oh, you know, I want to body that we actually do often. That we start the dinner with that we, you know, 
I imagine something a little bit more intimate. But in saying that, the party wouldn't have been as good if we didn't have that 130 people and the drums and the vibes. So we we had a conversation with our parents. My parents had like, I think around five people that they wanted to invite and I was happy for them to invite them because they were people that I know and I've been around since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I'm talking not relatives, so that's just their friends. Michael's family, um, it was more so they had a majority of the sort of number, I guess. We had like, I've got a smaller family. We had a lot of friends there and then we had a lot of Michael's family and extended family there but for them once again culturally like it's really normal to invite like I don't know uncle uncle John and then uncle John invites his wife's brother and their kids and family and like it's really normal for that to be a thing like you invite everyone you extend the invitation to everybody um so yeah we had to have conversations about that too because for a while I was kind of being like well I don't know this person, so do they even know who I am, you know? But at the end of the day, like, it is just something that is tradition. Um, And that that was tradition that I was kind of more open to and that we we did have to have conversations about it, but I was more open to it because, yes, Michael's family did definitely contribute to our wedding financially. And I also felt like they had almost in a way compromised with us not getting married in the church and doing it in the way that we'd agreed because we also our disclaimer did not have a priest yeah <laughs> I didn't have that before but about five weeks out we ended up getting a celebrant um shout out Tani Tyler's wife we we love Tani <laughs> we love Tani so much so out, you made that change yes damn well, I'm, I'm impressed that you went with your gut and do what you wanted to do because especially that close you probably think oh you know we're in too deep now just go with it but I think that's great that you made the change and Tiny's such a legend from everything I've heard your ceremony was amazing so yeah my gut was telling me something was up and Michael was feeling it as well so we just knew that we had to be adults and put on the big boy pants I say big boy because I made Michael talk to his family about it (laughs) love it before I you know, like, because we've had so many conversations, like, sort of knew how I was feeling, but um, I wanted him to be able to have, a, you know, open conversation with them to see how they were feeling um, as well. But because, like I said, they had um, been open to us doing the wedding in the way that we wanted, I was more open to them inviting whoever they wanted to the wedding. So we, um, I always joke about it. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure, like, we had the family accountant at our wedding, you know. <laughs> you know, just the more the merrier. But it made a great party. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel the way that I expected to having everybody there. Like it was, it was a positive experience. We had the best time. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think, Mm -hmm. I guess on that whole parents contributing to the wedding element, I think it's important that if they are putting in money, especially if it's a substantial amount or any amount really, that that conversation is had of you know amazing that you're contributing that but are you expecting to have you know a certain amount of input because of that and maybe it's a case that you say cool well they're paying for the wedding or they're paying for part of the wedding so I'm happy to compromise or it might be the case of I would rather pay for it all myself and not have to have that kind of pressure um because yeah I know for for me personally as well uh yeah, we were really lucky that our parents were 
were generous and, and contributed. Um, but in terms of inviting extra friends and that kind of thing, I sort of gave a, I was pretty specific with, you can invite, you know, two couples or whatever. I'm happy for you to choose who that is as long as I know them. Uh, and it's hard because especially my mom, like I love her. She was so excited. I think she wanted to invite, you know, all of her good girlfriends that I do know, but probably haven't spent much time with in the last, you know, decade. <laughs> and I just had to say, you know, it's nothing against them, but I would rather have, like we didn't want to have a huge wedding as well. And we've already, like our families alone was like 60 70 people because we've both got really big extended families and that's you know just our uncles and aunties and you know parents and everything uh so yeah I kind of had to be pretty strict with that um which yeah again I was lucky that they respected but I've heard some couples that get given a list of like 20 friends that their parents want to invite that they don't really know or spend time with and I don't know my view is on your wedding day it's like the one time that you have all of your friends and family in the same place. And I loved getting to look up and everyone there I like knew really well and I loved them. I didn't want to look up and see someone that like had to have awkward small talk. Like I didn't want any of that. <laughs> I just wanted people that, you know, I just loved everyone there. So, but again, that differs for different people. That was just. That's the thing, right? Like exactly what you had just described is kind of what I'd originally envisioned. And I think like I've just come to a point of acceptance of our day was what it was and, you know, we were able to um, to find that balance. So, yes, I had to sacrifice that, <laughs> um, you know, knowing everybody intimately like I had originally planned so that, you know, we could keep people feeling comfortable to a degree. But as well, I think it all comes down to how close you are with your family too. Like it's amazing that you're mum obviously wanted to share that moment with so your friend sweet. yeah because obviously like your parents are just so proud of you um they're for the most part like, that's the general <laughs> experience right like yeah most weddings that I do where I'm acting as a celebrant you can see that the parents are really proud and really excited and they want to get involved but I think it depends as well on how the relationship is with your families on a typical day so Obviously, like I said, we have a lot of love and respect for our families, so we found the happy medium. But I have done weddings for couples where they maybe don't have a relationship with their parents or with their families, and then they're trying to navigate, okay, well, why does my mum suddenly want to be so involved and have a say in everything? Or why does my dad want to walk me down the aisle when I have literally nothing to do with him or we have, like, a really bad relationship or whatever that might be? So it can be really, really hard. Yeah, and just on that one there, you mentioned about the dad walking down the aisle. I don't think, like, obviously that's a very traditional thing and it's beautiful if you have that relationship with your dad. But I definitely don't think dads should ever just expect that that's happening, you know? And I think, yeah, more and more I'm seeing people, you know, either have their dad or they have both their parents walk them down the aisle. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe they walk their damn self down the aisle, like whatever they want to do. <laughs> And like for me, I had my dad and my stepdad walk me down the aisle, which was something that was really important to me. And that obviously came with having certain difficult conversations, but I'm so glad that I did that and had what I, you know, what I wanted. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel for people that, because you just, you don't know how people are going to react and what their expectations are. 
but did your stepdad respond to that if you don't mind me asking how did uh, they find that approach it was yeah it was definitely a difficult conversation with uh my dad I think it caught him off like off guard a little bit but he understood that it was something that was really important to me and I still had my first dance um, as in, sorry, not my first dance, my father-daughter dance with just my dad. And, yeah, I think it's just trying to, like, obviously be empathetic of their feelings and, like, you try and put yourself in their shoes and all of that. But it was, and it was fine on the day. It was it was beautiful. And I'm so glad that I had both of them. And, honestly, I was so nervous. I was surprised that I was so nervous walking down the aisle. I'm glad I had two people to hold on to. <laughs> so that's a good thing to keep in mind, people uh yeah <laughs> yeah interesting yeah I had my mum and my dad walk me down the aisle which obviously isn't um traditional as such so we had so many different elements within our ceremony where we were trying to keep to tradition for certain things and then like throwing tradition out the window for others so yeah. um a nice thing though that we actually did incorporate that I don't see a lot um but it was important to us was we were talking with Tani about how we could acknowledge our parents and how important they are to us during the ceremony. And she actually did like a little, almost like a blessing from our parents. So she got them to stand and she sort of said, you know, do you promise to um, support Larissa and Michael through everything that they go through together in their lives? So, you know, something along those lines. And our parents had to say together, like we do. And yeah. it was just a sweet moment because it just showed that, no matter the stresses leading up to the wedding day, like on the wedding day and there for, you know, like forever, we we knew that we had the love and support from our parents, which is super special. But I've definitely, like I said, been involved in weddings where that's not the case. And another thing is that some people don't even realise is that on, on your legal documentation, obviously you have to write all of your parents' names and details and that can also be a really sticky point for some couples because... Some people don't, one, they might not know who their parents or parent is. Um, they might not have a good relationship with them. They might have had an abusive past with them and they still have to stipulate that on their documents. So that's something that I find is a bit of a roadblock for some of my couples. Have you experienced that too? Yeah, for sure. And like some of them have asked, like, do I have to put, you know, the parent's name on the form? Um, and just like a bit of context for everyone, it's just the official certificate has your birth parents' names on there, um, which I don't really understand why that's needed, <laughs> but uh, it's there. And, yeah, if some people, they don't really want to acknowledge a certain parent if they're not in their life. Um, so a few options, I guess, on the day is that we sort of cover up that part of the documentation um, that lists their names um, so they're not having to like see that on the day but most of mine I've kind of talked to them about it and offered options and most of them are like oh it's fine like we'll just you know kind of do it on the day and and that's it is what it is but I think it's just keeping I think they might just have the birth details and the birth death and marriages registry um, but it's just a shame that you still have to have it included because family can be very touchy especially on an important day like that but yeah. <clears throat> it can bring up a lot of different feelings uh and now speaking of I love that you shared that example of your parents doing the blessing in your ceremony 
Was there any other ways that you'd recommend people include family members? Any cute things? I've got a few in mind as well. Um, so yeah, getting your parents to do a blessing. I mean, traditionally or like in kind of more formal ceremonies, some family members do readings um, or poems, that kind of thing. Um, I recently did a wedding where the couple's children were with me when I pronounced them as husband oh, and wife and the, the daughter said in the mic like daddy you can now kiss mummy and it was just really sweet so yeah incorporating them like that or even having like I've had couples where maybe the bride will give her mum a rose from her bouquet when she gets to the end of the aisle because the dad's walked her down the aisle but she wants to acknowledge the mum yeah or even having those people like your siblings or your parents as your witnesses can be really special yeah, no, that's so sweet. I love what you said about having the kids to say, you know, dad, you can kiss mum. That kind of thing is really sweet. And even you can involve family or could just be anyone else in your ceremony wanting to involve in a special way to even announce you as husband and wife or introduce you as the new Mr. and Mrs. Um, or if they even wanted to share a particular, you know, specific anecdote in the, in the ceremony uh, can also work really well. And, yeah, there's just so many different options of, of ways you can include them um, and make them feel a little bit extra special. Even the rings yeah. as well. Like often the best man or there'll be a ring bearer or something, but it could be one of the parents. I think I've had that before as well that I think it was a stepdad and a and the stepmom or something would bring up the rings at the point in the ceremony where we did that and that kind of just gave them an extra, you know, special part as well. Yeah, so sweet. And it's such a nice memory that, you know the photographers are there to capture like it can be yes it's traditional to have the best man and maid of honor do that but I mean these days some people don't even have best men or maid of honors like it's everything is is different now like ceremonies are so modernized which is refreshing and nice that people once again are like looking at their values as a couple and thinking about how they actually envision the day happening and who they really want involved and doing it their way which is super special Definitely. And we're definitely there for people just getting yeah, married the way they wanna they wanna do it. Uh so no, that's amazing. Going with your butt, right? I feel like that's what it comes down to, going with your butt. Oh, 100 percent Because the thing is, like, you know, we all plan to do this once. <laughs> so you wanna do yeah. it the way that you wanna do it, and then you're gonna look back and just be like, this was the absolute best day of my life. Um, apart from having kids, if you have kids, I'm guessing. <laughs> I would say best. <laughs> For a second, I did not take that how you said it. You're saying like the kids were probably the best day of your life when they were born, but I thought you were saying like your wedding would have been better if you didn't have kids there. Oh, my gosh, no. Okay, to clear that up, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> later in life I don't have kids, so I can't say that that's the best day, but, yeah, <laughs> kids at weddings, that's a whole other topic for another day. <laughs> it's uh, Well, thank you so much for your time. Before we finish up, I did just want to ask, what does the love buzz mean to you? Oh, love buzz for me is like an electric euphoric kind of feeling. When I think about it um, from a celebrant perspective, I think of it when people come down the aisle. So when we have whoever's walking down the aisle make that walk, I always just get this feeling of like euphoria and I'm like, what the heck? Like, how do I get to be here for this moment and yeah. get to look at the photos and just... It's incredible. But for myself personally, I think of love buzz as like 
we had a moment during our wedding where we paused and looked out at our family and friends and at each other and we just had a deep breath and like grounded ourselves and that moment for me lives on forever so that for me is is love buzz but even just leaving a conversation with a friend or somebody special and feeling light and positive like yeah full of love I don't know it's a hard question that one but (laughs) no I definitely think an electric feeling is love buzz for me And I love that you brought in friends and everything then as well. Like when you leave hanging out with a bestie and you just sort of like all it up, that's all that love buzz feeling. I just get that feeling now just talking about the feelings. So thank <laughs> uh, <laughs> you for sharing that. I'd love to, to hear your uh, point of view for sure. So thank you so much for joining me today on the Love Buzz podcast. Um, any final any final words from you, love by Larissa? Thank you so much for chatting with me uh you know letting me kind of discuss my own experience but also you know just getting to have a conversation about family and family dynamics because it can be something really tricky but at the end of the day it's all about you being happy and it's nice to be able to have an open conversation about it so thank you so much and I can't wait to hear the rest of your episodes and see who you have on very excited oh I'm so excited and yeah if anyone has any specific questions about what we've talked about feel free to reach out to myself at ceremonies by claire or larissa love by larissa on instagram was there any other way you'd prefer people to reach out to you or to find you larissa instagram's fine i do have tiktok as well but um she's a little bit more lazy than my instagram (laughs) i'm over to instagram (laughs) yay all right well thanks again and i'm sure i'll talk to you very soon talk to you soon Bye. bye big topic today discussed with Larissa I would love to know your thoughts so please definitely reach out you can find me on Instagram at ceremonies by Claire and if you need a little bit of a pep talk in handling anything with the fam or need to be encouraged to get married the way that you want definitely reach out always up for a chat for now have a fabulous week and I will see you next Thursday bye